surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About It. This is your host, Taylor, and I'm really nervous about today's episode. This episode is going to be about me and I'm going to be answering the questions that you asked me on Instagram and some of them are really personal. Some of them will probably be a little hard for me to answer. I will probably be in my head about what is the best possible way to answer this. How do I say this without upsetting someone while also speaking my truth and being honest? Uh, So we're going to get into it Um, (laughs) as I'm an awkward ball of nervousness, but also excitement because there were a lot of like comments and questions in the question box, actually, that were very heartfelt and and positive. So I was like, whoa. Um, so yeah, I'm here at Rob's, Chosen Father. Rob, welcome again to the show. Thank Hello. you. Yeah, thank you for, I don't know, are you emceeing this Q&A? Is that what I well, would call it? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what we're doing. I'm just going to be as- asking some questions and maybe diving deeper into some questions and so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and these are again all questions that you all submitted on my question app on instagram over the weekend i did answer a few of them i think there were like four or five that i answered but we will revisit some of those as well because not everybody saw that so One thing I want to note as we get into this is that, I mean, I'm not a producer, but I think for me, it's important. I've always really valued transparency, both on the podcast and on Instagram and what I show y'all. And it might seem a little repetitive, but I'm going to have Rob read every inquiry, every, I don't know what you call it. Do I call it an inquiry? say every question. But they're not all questions. True. But it's on Instagram in the question box. So everything that was submitted, How about every that? every every sentence that was submitted, um, so that y'all kind of get a little bit of a peek into like what I see when I just scroll or when I open up the app. Um, so yeah. So let's dive in. You ready? I guess, I guess. You've read all, I mean, you've read them all already, so, or most of them, so. Yeah, but I haven't, like, spoken about That's good. them. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it. So I'm just going to go in order here. Um, so our first question is, I organize with uh, Palestinian and just wanted to, uh, just want to say thanks for propping um, our post, Solidarity. Yeah, so shout way. out to them. They're organizing a lot of work to support the Palestinian community, both here in Washington and Seattle, and then also, obviously, in Palestine as well. Their nice. Instagram's fantastic. So Nice. All right. And then the first question, it looks like uh, the evening is, uh, what do you love most about yourself? Mm. I would say my 
one of the qualities I think I get from my mom that does not come out very often and usually is only once people get to know me, but like my playfulness, my goofiness, when I turn it into like a goofball and I'm just like jamming out and going really, really hard on that, that's probably one of the things that I like most about myself because that's when I'm being the most carefree and playful and fun. Mm. What'd you think I was going to say? I didn't think you would say that. I think you would... Mm, I, no, Apologize. I think, no, no, I, I could, I, I could see you say that, but I, I wouldn't. I didn't think you would uh, give credit to your mom because I don't think your mom is that. I mean, she can be. Um, She's very, very, very goofy. Yeah, but for me, it's more of a, just kind of who she is, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I see yeah. it. Oops, excuse me. Yeah. Right. Well, and apologize also. We will have like airplanes going by us. We're in South Seattle now. South End. South yes. End. All right. So the next question um, oh, is not a question. Um, just want to say, uh, even even before you were canceled, um, you were you were still make a difference. Canceled. Thanks. I don't know if you were. You're still here, so I don't. I don't sit well with canceled. Um, we're going to get there. Yeah. No questions, but just when, just, um, saying, I love you and you're amazing. Um, did you ever re re address your tweets? If not, you probably should. So this isn't a question, but, um, I don't know what, I mean, she didn't ask a question. So should we keep going? It's a suggestion. (laughs) I think that's a suggestion. It part it was part question, part suggestion. I did not and I no, I feel like I did re readdress it. I think I addressed it four almost I think five different times I addressed it and then I did a few interviews on it. And I'm not sure how or why I should re 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 address it. Or what else there is for me to say that I haven't already said. And so I don't know if that's been missed. But again, I I wish that I had gone back and deleted them. I wish I had gone back and looked specifically at what was actually said. Not even just to protect myself, but so that every person that could have possibly been offended by anything from that time in my life wouldn't have to see that come up again. And I was just naive and I just didn't think, well, who's going to go back that far? Obviously, we all said stupid fucked up shit in 2011. And I was a child. I said stupid shit yesterday. True. Sure, we also still say stupid <laughs> shit today, but yeah, on the internet as is a different thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I so you don't think there's anything more you would want to add or what? I think I even addressed that my initial response was not an apology. Mm-hmm. I said that my initial response my initial what people thought was an apology was not an apology. Mm-hmm. And I was straight up like, that wasn't an apology. That was the reaction. Right. A natural reaction and also also obviously more upsetting for Mm -hmm. people. Uh, Our humanness sometimes upsets 
each other. That's right. part of being human. Um, but yeah, I think I already definitely said, you know, the initial reaction was shit. It was authentic and and real and, and very raw, which is maybe I think has been one of my strengths on social media, but also obviously is a large part of what triggers people about me, which is a large part of what gets me in trouble, which is a large part of what got me to where I was at with the reason why the tweets even got resurfaced in the first place strategically. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Next. Next question. All right. Um, no longer doing OnlyFans. I am still doing OnlyFans. Uh, it's a very, it's a much more welcoming space than Instagram. And I even find folks are so much more respecting my boundaries. Even before they asked me a question, someone was asking me about like foot stuff today and they want to know if I ever gave a foot job. And they were like, if someone's any, if anyone's ever worshiped my feet and they were like, sorry, like, is that okay to ask? And I was like, oh. I love that you're even like considering if that's okay to ask. I'm like, yes, you can always totally ask. And I might say, I don't feel comfortable answering that. But just the fact that like, that that's, you know, when people just initially start engaging, they are so respectful and Mm -hmm. wanting to understand boundaries. And I also understand that not every person on OnlyFans has that luxury Mm -hmm. of, of folks respecting their, their body and their content in that way. Um, So that's felt like a real blessing and definitely still doing OnlyFans when I've lost like all my Instagram income. So OnlyFans is keeping me going. <laughs> the small amount I can make there is keeping me going. OnlyFans takes 20%. Yeah. And I gotta pay taxes. <laughs> Next question. Alright. So maybe a stupid question. Sorry. But how and why are you cancelled? You are awesome. Yeah. We'll get there. Oh, it's, so we're not answering that one. It's, uh, I know the can- the cancel stuff is in so many of these questions, and to why I was canceled. Can you say the question again? Okay, maybe a stupid question. Sorry, but how and why are you canceled? You are awesome. I think there's two different two different answers to that. How and and why. Mm-hmm. I think there's the how and why that my tweets from 2011 were fucked up and people were upset at them. And that's how and why. And I think there's also the, and this is the nuance that I spoke about previously when I addressed it. And this is the nuance that we always talk about on the podcast of listening with open heart, open mind, open ears, because things are layered, things are complex, things are nuanced. There's the second answer of how and why. And that is that of my six years in the public eye, even from being an engaged person in the public eye, it wasn't until... February 2021 that folks who were upset at me being a outspoken young educated black woman in the white bachelor franchise 
criticizing the host of the show and showing support for the first black female lead of Bachelorette that really pissed people off. That I was so vocal and consistent, persistent, and intense. Because I'm, in, I'm intense and I'm passionate on this shit. That people wanted to shut me the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And they looked and looked and looked and were trying to shut me up for the entire month. Yeah, I mean, they were digging. You know how many scrolls you got to do yeah. to get to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my second answer to that of how and why was I canceled was because white supremacists of Bachelor Nation wanted to silence me. Mm-hmm. So they dug up tweets from 2011 of my internalized white supremacy, of my internalized ableism, which is also a component of white supremacy, my internalized misogyny, which is also a component of patriarchy, which is also a component of white supremacy, my internalized everything, my wanting to go with the flow, my wanting to be accepted by the white circles I was in. Um, Yeah, all of that. And I I can see your comments now like there she goes blaming white supremacy and mm-hmm. and i think i think sometimes you know because i i do read the comments i know there's you shouldn't read you them. can't read the comments <laughs> but when i saw my mom was reading the comments i literally started bawling my eyes out and i was like oh my god my mom stop let's see i think for me i i know you so there's like the reality and then there's the actuality that's what i like to de- you know just default to um but i think there's you know, in this, you know, circle, there's a lot of things that I think it takes a while for white people to understand. And, you know, there's plenty of times myself in the past, I have laughed at racist jokes at work because I felt I had to. Now, Now I know I don't, but I laughed at, you know, and, and. But why now? Why, why now do you feel like you can? This is, I think, the part that people because don't get. Because I think, you know, it takes a lot of courage mm-hmm. to to, and a lot of work to get to that space. So, you know, when I, I remember when your tweets came, like when you sent me your the tweets that, of what was happening, I was like, like, oh, like somebody is <laughs> mad, mad at you. And I my I, my initial thoughts were like, Someone's like photoshopped an old tweet. That's what know? a lot of people thought. Yeah, they were like, because, "Is this photoshopped? Is your Twitter hacked?" I was like, but then when you're no. like, "No, like those existed," like I was just like, "Wow," you know. But I think it made sense to me of mm-hmm. the person you were then, mm-hmm. where you were, like mm-hmm. physically then, um, and then as a person of color, I understood. Um, so I think for me, like it, it, yeah, they were hurtful, harmful, um, perpetuating yeah, a lot so of so much, but yeah. like, I know where you come now. So it's like, I'm not going to focus. Like, it's like, I'm not going to focus on what you said, even though it was hurtful because I've kind of been along the journey enough to see what you're doing today, which yeah. is the total opposite. So if you came out 
today and said those things, I'd be like, girl, no, you messed up. Like, yeah. you, like, mm-mm. like, you know, but mm-hmm. I think like, I think I told you this you, when I read those, the first thing I thought was, where was I? Mm-hmm. Like, where was I? And I realized like, I didn't have Twitter at the time. Cause I know I would have called you up and been like, you know, first, like what's going on with you, yeah. you know, like what's, but then second, like you need to take this down because mm-hmm. like, this is just harmful, but you know, it's easy to sit in my space now and tell you to do that. But then as I sat in it and and went back on my own life, I realized there were so many times when I was around, because I grew up around majority white people myself, yeah. and they would say jokes, I would repeat the jokes, mm-hmm. and it was kind of a way to make them know that they could say racist shit around me and it was okay. Yeah. And how I made it okay was saying it back you know, repeating Mm -hmm. those jokes. But I know now, like, yeah, you got to work up the courage to be like, no, that's messed up. Yeah. And especially when you are a teenager and you're trying to, like, fit in with people and you're trying to, like, you know, find your group, especially as a freshman in college. Like, yeah, you... You you don't you, you don't even know what your values are yet to even live in alignment with your values. And, I mean, it... It's so many layers, yeah. and and that's why I said like like when I when I when I have this discussion with a lot of my friends of color, not just black, mm-hmm. but Asian. Even though you you know there were tweets against Asians, they're like we get it. Like I like I have an Asian friend who actually told me like I've said worse raised worse mm-hmm. Asian things to my white friends, mm. mm-hmm. in a sense of like you know like I'm cool. So I think like you know not to say that people of color won't be offended or anything, and I think if you I think there's like the understanding that like we've internalized this and we are like the victimized violators. Like we perpetuate the oppression and the stereotyping and the discrimination that we experience. And that's where I think it is hard for, you know, white people to hear me when I say this and when I kind of give the context and the explanation because I think a lot of people did want the explanation of like where the fuck did that come from we thought this Mm -hmm. was photoshopped of like yeah no like I've been through a process I've been conditioned in the same society that I talk about and you know when you're like where was I like there were other people in my life but all of those tweets were me in conversation with other Mm -hmm. people they were me quoting other people in my life that were saying things that was like, oh, this this will be funny, like, mm-hmm. and it's not fucking funny. And not a single person in my life at that time that I was tweeting with that, you know, was in relationship with me was ever like, oh, Taylor, you should need to like take that down. The only thing that ever I was told I needed to take down, do you remember this? Oh, the one that I found on Facebook? was me making out with my girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) that I posted on Facebook. Right, right. (laughs) That was the only thing in my life that was like, Taylor, you need to like take this down. And other than that, yeah, it's like when I talk about anyone else in Bachelor, when I talk about, you know, but really that's what I was talking about at the time, really. It was just other Bachelor people and specifically, you know, the host of the show. And when I talk about like people who make mistakes, who perpetuate racism, who actively sit in white supremacy and while benefiting from it. um, I always talk about context Mm -hmm. that like, I'm not surprised that these things happen because 
it takes a, it takes community. It right. takes culture to reinforce these things. And of course, if no one in your community, if no one in your culture, if no one in your circle is bringing this to your attention, is holding you in relationship to have accountability, no shit, you're going to say some stupid mean thing oh, absolutely i'm so happy there wasn't like camera phones and that's what everybody Twitter was saying to stuff. me yeah around that's when what... i was when i was young but, that's and, even and, what the host of the show said yeah. where he was like yeah i know in the 70s we were playing all these games like right. th- yeah you were saying racist shit right. you for sure were like saying yeah and we're this and we're that right. of course and, and i think they're like you know like they're, they're like when someone screws up and i think this is why it was so also why it was so weird because like when in the moment when someone screws up i think they it should be brought to their attention yeah if you want to call it calling out or addressing or whatever but i i think for many years we we were silent yeah especially when white people did things that messed up and we would just amongst ourselves be like "Mm -hmm," you know like girl did you you know but we we didn't have or i want to say we didn't feel we had the power to be like "Mm -mm, no that's incorrect Mm -hmm. i mean you know we we yeah. have laws for a reason. Of course, like people break laws yeah. and, and, you, and, you know, you have police and people like, you know, you just broke the law. You cannot do that for a reason. So I, I like, you know, I kind of and, and if I do something wrong, like if I offended someone, like I would want that person to, you know, if you want to call it, you know, call it out or whatever, like come up to me and be like, you know, like I was offended, like mm-hmm. that was messed up or whatever. So, yeah, they would call you in on that. And I right. think. I mean, like you're saying, though, it's like having the power, even just feeling like you have the power. And I think, you know, I definitely, like, literally nobody wanted to call this man out. Nobody wants to call it the host of the franchise that is so fucking powerful. Nobody wants to point to anything that would potentially go against this person. No, absolutely. Nobody wants to do that. I was terrified of doing it, but also felt like I had found my voice and felt like if we're going to talk about, you know, systemic change, if we're going to talk about equity, if we're going to talk about actual diversity, we have to speak up when these things happen, right. especially when these folks are in such huge positions of power and huge positions of influence mm-hmm. that I'm like, yeah, if I've learned anything over the last 10 years granted do i think my exact approach was uh helpful not necessarily there's definitely things i would change on that my approach to it not only for my own mental and emotional well-being but for also uh, increased productiveness and increased you know uh efficiency i suppose but also knowing it still didn't even feel like it actually mattered what I said about no, it because no. I don't actually have the power to change any of and, and any and any of that. Yeah, but I still felt like, no, if I've learned anything, right. it's like these are the kinds of things that people would be silent on because it's like, ooh, uh, I don't know. He's like really, really powerful. And, and that's that's the uh, funny thing to me because you had no. I mean, just when you think of historical context of cancel, like it's like. There was a time when white people could cancel someone, mm-hmm. especially people of color. They would just murder kill them. them. Yeah, you know, like and and so this this whole concept of canceled, like I feel, is like something that white people still control because you can call out the host, you can call them out, call them out, but you have no power. Yeah, 
to cancel anybody. Yeah. That that decision falls on a white individual. Yeah. So when you have no power, I have no power to cancel anyone. I can be like what you said was crazy. So I think, you know, when I when I sat there and read a lot of it, I was like, you know, like Taylor is, you know, calling some, you know, calling this person out of power and a lot of white people are like, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. you don't do that. <laughs> Let's go find some dirt on her. You know what I mean? And, and it was because I was like, you know, like she doesn't have power. Now, she might have power to influence, you know, like white people. Like, you know, like you guys need to like, you know, especially if they're allies. Like, that's what I, would, I was trying to yeah, do. Yeah, I would call but... on my allies. Like if I saw someone do something crazy that's in power, I know I have, I can go in and go to HR. I can write a letter. Ain't nothing going to happen. But if I can get like a few allies to support me which has happened in my past yeah then things happen so for me it's like you know this whole like cancel culture is is still white white supremacy i'll I'll, i have no problem saying it without like and it's all their power yeah so if they didn't want to cancel chris they wouldn't have yeah well they didn't he's not um but i actually was listening to a podcast today and learned that cancel just the word like canceling so many things white people steal from black culture and black community that like cancel was a phrase that was being used within the black community within relationship. Like you did something stupid mm-hmm. or like you hurt me, like Mm-mm, you're canceled, like you're mm-hmm. canceled out of my life. And then white people basically took that and pushed it into, you know, the left was using it and then the right was abusing it. And so just, it is another tool of, of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's more questions on this, so yeah, let's, 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 let's move on. Seeing here. what people it'll, said, it'll come back up. It's gonna keep coming back <laughs> up forever for the rest of my life. At this point, right, that's what the internet does. Here's a heavier one: um, things to do in Seattle if visiting, please. Carrie mm, Park and Marshall Park. Now, see, this is why I said it's going to be controversial because we're gonna you're gonna plug all the things on the north end. I'm not trying to you give have... away all my favorite spots because <laughs> have... there'd be too many people here already when I'd be trying to go to my spots. On the south end of Seattle, Kubota we have Garden, Kubota Gardens, Thank Seward you. Park. We have Seward Park. There's beautiful places on the south end. Absolutely, I knew this was going to be controversial. All right, let's move on. Um, no question, just thank you for all your thought and continue to teach me. Love your vibe. Thank you. Um, and then here's another one. How are you shifting professionally $4 after getting canceled? Hope you're doing okay. For money. Why you got that face on? For because I'm money. Like, oh, It's abbreviating. Okay. <laughs> it's the number See, four you, yeah. and a dollar sign and his face. And so you know, confused. it's crazy because I'm a Prince fan and Prince writes like to you and all that. But I'm like four. Because I'm thinking like, did he? Maybe it's just, you know, dyslexic. I don't know. Anyway, so. So I have How are few, you surviving? Well, like I said, OnlyFans, uh, which. I'm going to call ma- you out on this too, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> my um, my manager said that she saw something on Reddit that said that people were posting that I was making $19,000 on OnlyFans a month. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Where? Who? <laughs> Excuse me? Um, you know, I think in the past, the way that I did my influencer partnerships was very transparent. And I shared a lot of information about how folks could support me. I was very transparent about the brands that were like 
valuing me. I never took that for granted. And I always thanked the community on Instagram. I thanked the support for me to be able to even have the privilege to monetize it. And I spoke openly about being a therapist and my career there and, you know, student debt and wanting to make therapy affordable for folks. I've spoken very openly about finances, about not having health insurance. I've spoken very openly about that. And I kind of don't feel safe emotionally, physically, livelihood wise talking about that anymore because part of it is in y'all's hands. And, and it's hard because I know there are people who want to support me, but it feels like the folks who do not want to support me have a ton more power and will yield it whenever they see fit. And that's scary. So I will say I'm, I have savings that I'm working on. I am doing OnlyFans. I am working on trying to monetize Instagram a little bit. It's harder than it was previously. I was definitely at my peak and I'd been the most successful I ever would have imagined. Like I never, ever would have imagined being able to partner with the brands that I was and actually was literally for the first time actually feeling valued as someone monetizing Instagram from not just the brand's perspective, but from the community of people on there as well. And what really fucks with my head sometimes too is that the people that were so, so passionate and like loved what I stood for and like the work I was doing on Instagram were also the ones that were like so quick to just throw it in the trash when they didn't even see that as they are supporting me and the work that I do, of giving in in a way, certainly absolutely people have every right to feel like actually like hurt and confused and like betrayed by that. But to also not see the bigger picture of like everything I've been talking about and now seeing that I'm literally getting strategically attacked and like silenced and that you have also now co-opted that is kind of like a mind fuck of like, oh, I guess it never mattered. I guess it wasn't actually support because the minute someone sees my humanness i'm thrown in the fucking trash whenever you go off script yeah if i'm not if i'm not providing education on racism to white people in a package where they like it and they get something from me then fuck her i know that wasn't the question but that's where i ended up (laughs) all right so let's move along here. I uh, just wanted to say I appreciate you and your presence on my feed makes me smile. Aww. Thank you for always speaking up Palestine and other human rights. No question. Just sending you love, light, and appreciation for for all of you. Receiving. Okay. I didn't know if you were getting hot. I was no, I'm, I'm waving my arms and I'm receiving right. the love and the light. What do you mean um, you've been canceled? And did it affect you? I want to say, I know we've said cancel so much in this. I want to say that like you can't cancel someone. I want to say that like I'm a badass bitch. 
I ain't going nowhere. You can't fucking cancel me. I exist and I have value. And I think maybe the word is more silenced and like robbed. Mm-hmm. Attacked. Mm-hmm. What else was the question? Um, so I think they would, they added like, you know, just, yeah, how did, how did it affect you? Oh. I'll answer that later. Okay. Are you and Vanessa still friends? Robert? They asked you. They didn't ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm unsure what to say on this. Because it will be, it it will be a fucking thing. Mm -hmm. It's asked, I mean, how many times on this? They'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going. Um, How are you feeling? You are looking beautiful as ever. Thank you. I'm okay. Okay. Are you still friends with Vanessa Gilmardi? Are you, and that's one question. You don't know how to say your last name. Did I say it wrong? Yes. Grimaldi. Grimaldi. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Italian. Um, are you and Vanessa still friends again? Um, how are you canceled? Maybe I missed it. Just thought, um, just thought you were taking a break. So this, this is this is something I I was thinking about when we were talking about it earlier. That sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, for people just coming on the scene, meeting you. Yeah. Probably don't know like all the work you've been doing and just read some tweets without even seeing the dates. You well, know I think what I mean? some people have also found me somewhat recently and don't even totally missed February, March, right, right, April. Right. So let's move along. Mm-hmm. Are you and Vanessa still friends? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Open to a respectful and informative conversation with an Israeli about Gaza, Israel. Are you open to that? I I would hope so. From what I know from you, I would say yes. Yes, I am open to that. Mm-hmm. And I also slightly feel like it's a trap. <laughs> Because I'm supporting Palestine, that it's like, are you open to having a conversation with, what was it? With. Are you with, with an Israeli? With an Israeli. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be. I know that there are a lot of uh, folks even in Israel who don't support what's happening. Right. So, I mean, and yes, there are folks who do support it and, and want that to continue. Um I'm not a journalist, you know, and when I watch journalists have these conversations, I'm always like, wow, that's great. Like, great job. As a therapist, if I were having that conversation, if I had a client who was, you know, Israeli and and really supporting this, I would still be able to work with them, you know, and that would be something to process. But personally, if I'm just full out Taylor... Like I, I would be respectful, obviously, always, and and listen and hear things out. But it would probably be a little bit of a heated conversation if they were, you know, justifying mm-hmm. the ruthless murdering, the military complicity, and war crimes against children, and bombing people, and it just no. Mm-hmm. I, I would have a lot to say. 
and I would hear you out. Yeah. And and I think that's important. I think that you can you can be strong in your belief of something yeah. but still be able to sit down and and hear mm-hmm. you know the other side. Um Yeah. Like I would really want to hear wh- why this feels so necessary and and just how I guess I would just really would want to hear how they feel they can support the process in which Israel is established. Mm-hmm. And if there is any acknowledgement of that being colonization, mm-hmm. of that being stealing land, of that being forcing people out of their homes and murdering civilians unjustly. I don't know that there is a way to justly murder people. Um, So, yeah, obviously I'm down to have an open conversation and like hear that out. But in that same hand, I would hope that would go the other way as well. And it could be a a mutual dialogue. I love those kinds of conversations. And then but that, I do get passionate. Yeah, but in that in that conversation, you you do recognize that you don't know it all. No, However, absolutely, I don't. And and what you've you know what you've been reading and seeing, um, you know, you know, people say, oh, well, it's the media. But what you've been reading and seeing supports your support for Palestine. It's not like you just mm-hmm. feel like you know because yeah. Well, also what I expose myself to as well is like human rights Mm -hmm. and so the folks that i'm following that i'm listening to muhammad el kurd uh ahmed i shouldn't have to tell you oh you get on you get on me about people's names no it's his last name i totally (laughs) can't even think of it he's he's fine he's fine um i'm not telling you (laughs) i've shared his name um before and on my stories but yeah, I'm following the people that, you know, have actively fought for human rights when they speak on issues. Um, uh, Mark Lamont Hill, he's done a ton of work, it, activism work. He hosts, uh, what is it called? BNC, BNC, Black News Coverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's Black News Coverage, a uh, new network. Uh, I've supported his work and have loved his work. Um, and he has a whole book about it. He's talked about Palestine for years and years. Um, so, yeah, the folks that I trust who's, who actively fight against white supremacy and and advocate for human rights, those are the people's that I that I trust in mm. in in learning from and and getting that education from and those are the people that are uh, showing support for Palestine. Yeah, and yeah. I think too what I what I like to when I get into this discussion with people is if I take Palestine and Israel out of the equation, mm-hmm. just from the human rights standpoint, yeah, is why I I feel more yeah. comfortable s- sitting in my position. They literally don't even allow food <coughs> into. Gaza. Like, Gaza fights for freedom. If they can, yeah. They yeah no, but the government of Israel literally dictates yeah. how much, ships, how yeah. long their electricity is on. Their electricity will be on for like two hours a day. They don't even have running water. I think it, I, I'm wrong on the statistic. It's in the documentary. But it's like something like 
86% of like the over half, it's a large percentage. I'm I'm wrong on this, but it's mm. an estimate, y'all. It's a lot. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of their water supply is even just, it's toxic. Mm-hmm. Toxic. And the government won't even allow, and I'm like, none of that is okay. Nobody should be able to like see those guidelines and see those living conditions knowing people cannot even leave. Mm-hmm. The, even if they, people, if, if they're like, oh, why don't they just go somewhere else? They cannot right. even leave. They've been forced into this small prison. section of the country that is now a pr- open air prison yeah. to just like i said passionate <laughs> i just i think this next question is, is <laughs> are you okay i think it's <laughs> great great follow-up question are you okay i am all right right now I have not been okay for very many, many days. I was not okay at all. I would say many years, someone <laughs> knowing you. I mean, you've had good years and bad years, good months and bad months, good days and bad days. Yeah. But yeah, and I think your tweets speak to that. Like yeah. where, I, where I thought you were okay. I don't think I actively knew I wasn't okay. That took a while for me to come to terms and understand that I wasn't okay, which is also how I'm able to see it in other people today. I'm like, you think you're okay, Mm, but you're not. Right. (laughs) Because I see that. I've been there. Um, And that's why, like, I was like, I wish, because I would have known, like, yeah, something's off mm -hmm. if I would have saw them then. Yeah. Um, So here's another one. Why are you still trying to influence others? Um, that question doesn't make sense to me Me neither because I'm showing up on my personal social media page. I don't control the fact that I have 200, whatever thousand followers on there that give me the title or opportunity, whatever to, to, to influence. I'm not even specifically trying to do anything at this point other than just exist. Mm -hmm. I would like to be able to make some money again. I would like to be able to like have like succeed and like continue to grow and, you know, have my career. And, and I also think everyone has influence and I think it'd be fucked up to not try to use your life experiences, to not try to use your education in some way, to not try to use the privileges that you have to try to influence for the better. Like, literally, and that, I say for the better, and obviously that's subjective because someone who is, like, very pro-guns would probably say something similar, you know? They have the right to advocate for whatever they feel, Mm -hmm. and just as I do... Right. Um, I don't necessarily have to agree with it, but everyone does have a certain level of influence. And what am I just supposed to shut the fuck up forever and never use my voice and not exist and not show up because I made mistakes and I internalized white supremacy and I said stupid shit that I thought was funny that everyone else around me was saying that I then grew up from, that I then learned from, that I then changed, that I then actively went against for years. 
So why are you not using your Instagram to have better influence than what you do coming on my feed and asking me silly questions like that? Oh, I thought you were asking me. (laughs) No. I was like, I'd be influencing my 12 followers, so. (laughs) No, I'd be asking the troll account. The troll account. Like, I see their icon, their bot account, whatever it is. But to me, it's more like you are educating people. People decide if they're influenced or not. Yeah, people choose to hear I don't look at you as a special, like... Mind control, like go buy the vibrators. Like I feel like you you deliver a message, and if someone is influenced by the message, yeah. that's up to them. Like people have power over themselves. Mm-hmm. All right, next question. No question. Just wanted to say how much I appreciate you, your work, and your person. This is honestly the nicest question box I think I've ever had. Okay. Did you and your partner break up? I'm just reading the questions. I thought you addressed this though. Like, So I've- I did answer this one on Instagram and I've decided I no longer want to speak about my relationships publicly for however long until maybe I change my mind one day. But for a few reasons... Um, I know it's hard because people found me from a dating show, so they want to know about my dating. My dating is dating is also a very vulnerable thing. Your relationship is very vulnerable, and I'm a cancer, and I take that shit real seriously and, like, want to protect it and, like, will cut a bitch if someone tries to fuck that shit up. Um, obviously not literally, just being dramatic. I was going to say, you influence people, joke, so be careful. Making a joke. I've literally never punched anyone in my life. Um... But if someone do knock on my door, though, I grab a knife because I'm like, who's, who's at the door? Um, but I don't feel like it's fair to subject my partner to the harassment that I get on social media. I think seeing how swift and quick everything can be taken from you from something from eight, ten years ago on social media, that is just scary. That is just really scary. Um, And I don't want my partner to have to be associated with that. And that's really sad because, I mean, even before I remember being on Paradise and one of my fears, I ain't even did nothing wrong at that point. And I was just so scared that, like, no one would want to associate with me and, like, push people away because I was like, I don't, you're not going to want to date me because people are going to comment. And they did. And they were like, you shouldn't date her. She's a terrible person. You don't fucking know me. So like, I don't think it's fair for my partner to receive death threats on my behalf. (laughs) Um, I don't think it's fair for people to, or I guess my boundary is I don't want people to have access to knowing who my partner is to potentially hurt them because they want to hurt me. Um, And that's just like a really shitty reality that existed even before the tweets came out, Mm -hmm. honestly. Um, And I want to protect any relationship that I'm in. So I just don't want to talk about it anymore. Whether or not I'm in a relationship or I'm not in a relationship or if I'm dating. And that sucks because 
I love talking about dating. And I, I think in relationships, there's so much like challenging and growth and like experience that happens that impacts me and impacts how I show up. And that's things I'm going to share with people because that's like the beautiful part about social media is when we show up authentically, it helps our mental health because we see we're not alone. We Mm -hmm. see things we can relate to. We learn things. And that's what I really valued and what my intention was and showing up there. So now I just have to put myself first, my safety, my physical safety, my emotional safety, and also that of my partners because as I'm sure we'll see as these questions continue, my dating life is something y'all really want to get at. People tried to literally were like petitioning to report uh, me to animal control to get Lily taken away from oh, me. I, I know. Because they thought I was a terrible person. I didn't deserve to even have my cat. And I, I mean, I just think too, like, I'm trying to, you're so careful with your words. Um, your partners, no, not partner, your partner <laughs> sign up to date you and not Instagram. And that's a lot of stress, you know, I mean, your partner, I mean, they've gotten death threats. Like that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, like I'm not like a fashion (laughs) beauty influencer. I'm not like a mommy influencer. Like I talk about some real shit. Right. I talk about some shit that's going to piss people off. And even when I don't talk about shit, my sheer presence and how I exist in my personality and my body and my mind and my spirit and soul pisses people off. Right. Oh, you trigger people. A I lot. Dead ass. Before, before even the first episode on the show. Just my photo. Yeah. Just my photo, my age, my job. That was it. People were already signing for my license to be taken away and I mean, discrediting you, me and You trigger people hating me. just because you stand in a space of where you shouldn't exist. A woman of color, attractive, smart. So, like, and, and when I read a lot of these comments that the women or and men leave to try to like belittle you or or bring you down to their to level, it's always place. like you know, like you're not that pretty or you're not that smart or be humble. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, now on to the next question. On on to the next. On on to. The um, next. thank you for speaking up about Palestine. Are you uh, still friends with Vanessa? Um, have you done a podcast on vaginismus? Did I say that right? Vaginismus. Vaginismus. I'm, Vaginismus. I'm, I'm learning this. I don't even know what this is. Tips, treatments. I feel so alone experiencing this. Yeah. Uh, I have not done an episode specifically on vaginismus yet, but I do have a friend who is a sex therapist who does specialize in this, who is hopefully coming on the podcast soon. We have been trying to schedule, so stay tuned because there should be an episode on that coming up. And can we say that word slowly, vaginismus? (laughs) Vaginismus. Oh, so I said it right. Vaginismus. Must. It's a you. Must. Vaginismus. It's not mus, miss. I haven't heard people say okay. mus. I hear vaginismus. Okay. Now you got me saying it wrong. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. But she feels alone, so. Yeah, don't. You're you're it. absolutely not at all alone. Um, how are you? I'm okay right now. Why did you put quotations? I guess around canceled. You were canceled. You were in the wrong major. 
like, I guess, why'd you put, I don't know what they're referring to, but <laughs> canceled, like. Yes, they don't like that I put canceled in quotations because they're saying I was canceled. I was in the wrong. So mm. don't put it in quotes because that makes it seem like it's not a real thing. So many people just telling you how to be, you know, like. This is, this is so far has been very, <laughs> very PG compared to what typically happens. Like the policing though. Like it's just, you know, like it's, it's kind of like. Once again, like, we want you to, you're off script, you know, Mm -hmm. like, we want, like, and if you didn't put it in quotations, someone would be like, why didn't you put it in quotations? So, who, like, just please keep pleasing you, because, I mean, like. Well, I put it in quotations because I think the idea of canceling a human is wrong, Mm -hmm. no matter what they have done. I never... Even in calling for Chris, the host of the show, to lose his job, I was not advocating for canceling him. He will still make lots of money. He's making probably more money. I mean, he's he's not having to work, but isn't he an executive producer of the show? He yeah. was last I knew. <laughs> so I was never advocating for canceling anyone that had like done uh, or said messed up things in the present or in the recent past. Um, I think that's where people get confused because they're thinking when I'm, I think there was actually a question on this, so I'll hold that part. But um, yeah, I, I don't put it in quotes to say that I wasn't in the wrong. Absolutely. Everything in those tweets was in the wrong. I don't deny that and I don't, expects nor do I ever want anyone to be like oh no that wasn't that bad or like oh no that was okay that she said that then like no I no um I put it in quotes because I think it's like against human rights to cancel someone Mm -hmm. I think the only people that canceling actually hurts are women and are women of color Mm -hmm. because even the super powerful white men that are quote unquote canceled are still pretty good. Yeah, that's show me someone who's show me a white male who was canceled that isn't like. And and I also just don't think it's productive. Like I would rather I would a thousand times, thousand million times. That powerful white male who's being, quote, canceled, still show the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Show up in a better way. But they don't have to. So why? I know. (laughs) But I have to. Right. For literally just to me to even be cool with with my own existence, I have to. You're not a white male. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So... Because Chris is okay. Yeah, he's fine. And yeah. I don't want him to be canceled. Yeah. I don't I think want... That's, I think, I, like, I literally wanted to work with perpetrators of sexual assault. Like, yeah, I, I wanted to work with prison populations. Like, I don't think that even when people do really fucked up things that they deserve to be treated like they are inhumane. But I think you should speak on that because you tapped on it, but I think it would help people understand the difference between someone losing their job... 
not being able to serve their job mm-hmm. and someone being canceled. Yeah. I mean, to me, being canceled is when you are literally trying to remove that person mm-hmm. from all being of existence that they don't ever get to work. Mm-hmm. They don't ever get to show their face. They should live in a pit of shame mm-hmm. and essentially kill themselves. Mm-hmm. That That is literally what people have repeatedly encouraged and told me to do. And at times that I felt like I needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also this whole twisted piece of all of this that like fucks with my head too of like, yes, I advocate for mental health. I work in the space of mental health because I have also struggled with my own mental health. And then when folks who also support mental health see that I actually struggled with my mental health, but it doesn't align with them, then they actually just want to harm my mental health even more because they feel that I've hurt their mental health. And it's like, where are we going? Where are we? What are we doing, people? And Like, I want my therapist in therapy. Like, isn't that what they promote? Yeah, that. Yes. Yeah. But, But to me... When you're canceling someone, you are sending such a specific message. It's an attack. I think asking someone to do the work, to do some internal work, Chris is not my responsibility. Mm -hmm. He is not in my, I am not in relationship with him. That's not my responsibility. So I wish I would have chilled out a little bit, but in calling for him to lose his position is not saying it is not the equivalent of saying shut up forever you have lost all value in who you are you ne- you should disappear and go away forever mm-hmm. because fuck you you terrible human being yeah so i mean just hearing that i don't think once again any white white males have lost their job absolutely but they haven't been canceled. I have seen repeatedly. They may feel that. Oh yeah, because you know, like you, I can I can empathize with that. But when I see it reversed, like I see and like I see how they're coming for you. Like they're literally trying to cancel. Like they want you canceled. Yeah, from every. They don't want you to lose your job. Like these. Well, they do, but yeah. it's not just that. Right. It's they want you canceled. Gone. Yeah. 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 So, so that's why I put it in quotations because yeah. I, I I don't ever advocate for that. And I don't think – and I also think canceling people because they say messed up things doesn't allow room for growth. Mm-hmm. How does that allow for us to evolve as individuals if we can't ever say something and change our fucking mind mm-hmm. and, and learn differently? Right. Like I want to see that. I don't, I'm not entitled to it. I'm not in relationship with all these other people, right? Mm-hmm. But shit, if they can do that in their own personal life, that's, fan- that's fucking fantastic. Yeah. If they can give back to the community that has given them the privilege of being able to monetize social media, that's fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next. I'm so proud of you. You've handled every topic challenge with humanity and rawness. And then we go right to this. Maybe you should die a martyr. Then people will actually feel bad for you. I've, I've seen this. Like, but I think this person actually was in support of you. <laughs> no, no, because I'm thinking like this person already feels bad, but they're saying like, you know, like 
maybe like if you just died, then actually like people would be maybe this is just my own projection, but maybe people think- would be feel bad then like what they're doing so i don't know i just i've read that different i see that Mm -hmm. i don't think that's where they are coming from they they capitalize the then people will actually feel bad for you so i i I think this person is a a supporter in my opinion but then maybe you should die a martyr Mm -hmm. then people will actually feel bad for you see why this this commenting is yeah I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I've, I've received, I've oh. also received many no, iterations no, of this. Um, and I think just even in that, like that's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Like I have to die. Mm-hmm. I have to lose everything. Maybe be, be homeless, be in severe poverty, die. Then people would be like, for oh, people to actually see me as human or to actually care. And I've thought of that. I literally have thought, wow, maybe, maybe if I do actually kill myself now, maybe, if, maybe that would make a difference. I don't maybe think- people will actually be happy. Maybe that is how people are able to move forward from how harmful my tweets were. That maybe then that's how people feel they can forgive me because apparently. I need to remove myself entirely. And then it's this whole other thought process that I have to be like, I mean, great, I've been there before in my life, but I'm like, I know how to cope differently today. This is also on just a massive fucking scale of people encouraging this for you and feeling so justified in it. And it just, I know that's not the answer. And I also feel like it's so messed up that that even has to be a thought of like maybe people would be nicer to me. I don't, maybe people. I think would, if you were homeless, they would just show you on TMZ. Like, look at Taylor now. You know, like, and and I think one of the disgusting things of this country is that I think we take pride in building people up just so we can tear them down because it gives yeah. people power right, because you right. have the power to we tell don't someone have that power, but but yeah. people do and i think like when i look at dmx mm-hmm. like how now everyone looks at him different and people are like oh like i thought you know because now he's dead people so it's all projecting yeah. your own thoughts nancy that, pelosi thank you yeah. george floyd for sacrificing right. yeah. uh, what did she sacrifice right right so but yeah, here's the Yeah, but like who cared to give him fucking community resources to yeah. help him with his own life? You only now care because he's dead. Mhm. And we feel bad, but yeah. he didn't before. So And it's like I I posted because someone commented and was just like all caps yelling at me. You are the worst person ever. And I shared it and I was just like, imagine these being the words that a person, the last words that someone reads before deciding whether or not to kill themselves. Mm -hmm. And the responses that I got were like terrible. No, I... I, They were like, yeah, well, people probably felt the same way when they read your tweets, so you probably just should. And I'm like, wow. 
And and granted, someone could have. And yes, they absolutely could have. That's why but it's you not, have done the work. So this this that is, and it's yeah. also it's not in relationship. Right. Those tweets were not to any one specific person. Right. It wasn't like to you or these. Like are the people that are to reading you. it today, I understand. It feels like wow, she's saying this today. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it today. I'm not saying it to you. Mm-hmm. And obviously. Yes, I wish I could go back and I wish no one had to read that. No one, people in my own like personal life Mm -hmm. who even knew friends, new friends right before all of this, who like some of the worst stuff Mm -hmm. they could relate to. And it's like, yeah, oh my God, no, I wouldn't like... Literally, the two days before was advocating in the exact opposite way for someone in that position that like, no, those are not my words today. That is not what I would say to you or to anyone today. Not even fucking thoughts that come up in my head today. And then it's just a hole when people are just literally encouraging that you erase yourself. Then it's just like, wow, am I that person? Am I still that person today then? Do I think these things then? And now with like everything that comes up of like, I see someone who's fat and I'm like, oh, wow. Do I think that tweet that was about FUPAs right now? No, I haven't for years. But now I'm being pulled back into that. And then I'm also like, don't let that fucking get to now because this is exactly what the people that wanted to silence you they want to get in you your to, head. This is like, how they control. Yeah. I mean, Billy Holiday. There's so many like they oh get my in God. your head. And I they watched just... <laughs> the Billy Holiday documentary I mean, was so good, and they, I was like, "Oh my God, I feel seen." Yeah. So they get they not just, to like make it about me, but right. I was just like, "Wow, I feel like I can relate to some of this." Because like, I think when you can just beat a person down, you yeah. can you control them, and I and I think a lot of your haters. I'm gonna say it. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to control you because they're so bothered and triggered and, mm-hmm. you know, like I, th- I think your your supporters support you. I think yeah. there were some supporters that were like probably felt indifferent and they either. Well, it's a process. Some it. people yeah. absolutely feel right. betrayed. Right. You need some space and I get that. And, some people needed space. And that's why I said like you've done this from those tweets to now it's been um, – 10, Ten years. years, yeah. So it it might take people, you know, a few months or a year to do that own work as well. But it is what it is. Let's move along. As a fellow uh, black biracial therapist, just want to say I see and I appreciate you. Mm. Um, Thank you. I know I'm late, but you are indeed a bad bitch and I love what you post. And then this one is, have you heard about the latest residential school graves in Canada? Yes. Craziness. It's not crazy. It's it, it's a it, given. It's, it's crazy. A, they knew that those grave sites were oh, there. Of course they did. And they didn't want to search for them. The Canadian government literally went against a movement and uh, request to search the graveyards at all these different residential schools because they fucking knew. Right. Because they knew. No, the and it reason, happened anyway. And I'm not surprised. Right. The reason why I said it's crazy because like years ago you were, I mean, not years, like a. Maybe a year ago, you were like, if you had the opportunity to live in Canada or America, 
And okay, that's because we had fucking Trump, and I just needed a little bit of an escape. Okay, I know that there are still fucked up things there. I yeah. know that Canada equally has racism, yeah. and I'm like, I it's understand this, that, it's but this, I just needed to get away from fucking it's Trump. It's the same. It's the same coin. Like you're just running from the one side of the coin to the back. And, yes, but I was like, give it to me differently. <laughs> just give it to me differently. And please. I think Canada has been really good at just kind of erasing a yeah. lot of their racism, like. So for me, it's Hiding like, it. you know, it's, there's like, I love Vancouver, like, but it's like, no, I wouldn't run. So that's my craziness wasn't about that, but just kind of the uh, past conversation. Yeah. But no, I do know about it. And I mean, there's so many indigenous uh, people that I follow on Instagram who are amazing, who are like, literally, I, I literally cry. And I remember showing it to Naya and she was like, just her eyes were just like blown up, like watching them do like their cultural dances and all the colors and like explaining to her, like, yeah, people used to not let them do this. Like their grandparents, you know, would be harmed if they did their cultural dances. And so now uh, these children do this to honor their ancestors and to embrace their culture. Because sometimes people look at other people's culture and because it's different, they think it's bad. And just her, just the whole, her watching it, she just like loved it and just seeing it. I mean, it's so powerful. And I mean, it's a absolute travesty. It's fucking devastating. It is I mean, fucking evil. The shit that the indigenous populations have had to endure. Still enduring. Uh, Yes. Like people's like, you know, the history. I'm like, it's not history. It's common. Yeah, it's today. Right. right. We're going to put the link at the bottom of this episode to that woman. Oh, okay. There's a video (laughs) that y'all need to go watch. She just went in and I loved every minute of it and she made such a great point to this journalist that was being rude as fuck, this white lady. And she made a point to just say, <laughs> I love the way she said it. Too. She's like, white lady, you have had the podium for 500 years. You have been seen. You've been seen. Your voice has been heard. And how quickly did this white man come in? Now you're giving it away. Oh, I'm sorry. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. And... Yeah, it just, it's still happening today. It's so fucked up. I really hope Melinda, Bill and Melinda, you own the most real estate in the entire fucking country. Let's get that land back. And even learning more about like the indigenous like practices, um, reading sweetgrass, reading, braiding sweetgrass. I'm like, wow, what a different fucking world this would be if we did not have colonization and settlements in the in the states in the founding of the United States here, how much more fucking cohesive and like togetherness we would have as a collective peoples through the culture and practices of the indigenous communities. Our earth would be happier, our health would be happier, our fucking like purposes and shit. I mean, it just, I like mourn it. Yeah. No. I'm like, I, I, I would have wanted to be a part of that, not this. Yeah, no, I... I didn't consent to this shit. I listened to a little uh, Native American, American Apache uh, 
Native American kids speak. And one of the things is say, you know, they call us savages. But if we're to dehumanize, but if we're if our people are savages, what's that make y'all? What are they? You know, and what's that make I the colonizers? Like, like, yeah, good question. All right, let's move along. Um, not a question. Just your hair is so amazing. You look beautiful. And Stop it, straightening it. And then it says, uh, "Why do you consider yourself canceled in quotations, but consider it accountability for others?" Good question. Do we feel like I've partially answered that? Yeah, but okay. I mean, I think. So I don't consider, again, I said what I said about just the term cancel for humans. The accountability piece. Is the work. I think it's. Yeah, yes, yeah. it is. It is the work. It is the repair within yourself and to those you've hurt which obviously is not even necessarily up to you for Mm -hmm. that to be forgiven or, you know, accepted. And I think I'm considering it canceling, quote unquote, because again, what I already said, for myself, because this was not, wow, Taylor said some really mean things and like, she needs to do better than this. Like, we don't know how she feels about this. This is like, does she know better than that? We need to like, let her know that's not what it was. Mm -hmm. And And I I think that's a a major piece too, though, because people are like, you know, she came out the next day, like she didn't do the work, but what people didn't realize is the tweets were 10 years ago and you have been doing the work. So I think that that's, I think one of, I think that was one of the like hard things for people to think because I think people just read the tweets thinking like maybe yeah. it happened yesterday. Like we don't read the dates. We don't. And you didn't well, come out Well, there were some say, circulations where they like yeah, took, took the, out yeah, the date cut it out. too. But, but yeah, so I think a lot of people were like, you know, like they don't know like you've been doing the work for 10, oh, more than a little over 10 years. Yeah, and, and you're continuing to do that work. Trying to. So that's the accountability piece. So if, if Taylor was on her, um, she would have probably more issues with me but if you know back in december if taylor was commenting the way she was with like in december no i'm saying december before it like all this came out if oh. you were commenting like yeah. you were um in 2011 in 2011 i would have i would have shut down her i would have i would have silenced her you would have called but, me in yeah, you said yeah. taylor get your ass here. i would have yeah. i would have been there probably um yeah well and i think that's like the important thing too, right? Because when people do mess up, oftentimes it's because it's reinforced in their bubbles, like I said earlier, and it becomes a problem when it is in the public eye and other people call it to their attention, mm-hmm. right? And where back then I didn't have people in my life that would say those things because mm-hmm. everyone else was saying that. Today, throughout the last 10 years... Which is a good thing. Absolutely. I have yeah. people in my life now that would be like, Taylor, that actually like wasn't... like I know even... I'm sure there's people listening now that are thinking about this. I talk about fat phobia and anti-fatness a bunch. I try to. And there are many parts of that that I don't get 100% because it's not been my lived experience because I have different privileges within our culture of being a thin-bodied person. And there are times where close friends have to pull me in and be like, 
yeah, like, I don't agree with you on that. Like, you know, I think you should change that part up. Like, this actually says that. Where I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And I have a lot of questions and I go through it. And I have even shared that. I have done, like, Instagram lives and have, like, IGTV videos and have podcast episodes where I, like, walk that through. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the most beautiful parts is showing people that accountability of showing people the messy parts. But when we weaponize that against each other, there's no, no one's going to want to do the work and no one's going to want to feel safe to even do the messy work because it means their entire livelihood, their entire existence, their entire being could be told is wrong and shunned and shamed and like fucking might as well be executed. Right. And that's why I think it's important. Like I tell all my white ally friends, like you're going to mess up in this work. Yeah. And like, that's I'm what expe- I've said publicly yeah. so many times. I'm expecting you, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting you to screw up and yeah. you're going to have big screw ups and you're going to have like small screw ups. And I might yeah. come like some of your screw ups, I might come gracefully. Mm-hmm. Some screw ups, like I'm not going to come gracefully. Yeah. But just to know, like, it's from a place of me wanting you to learn. Mm-hmm. And, and like, big screw-ups, like, you need to learn, like, that it's a big screw-up. And yeah. you need to, like, know that was a big screw-up. Yeah. Um, and, if, and if they're open to that, mm-hmm. like, then I'm, I'm going to be there. You know, I'm, I'm with them in the process. Yeah. Well, um, and I and I do just think here maybe to more like succinctly address this question is accountability. Um, there's a great course. Actually, I guess it's coming up in June. Um, Sonia Renee Taylor and uh, Dr. Loretta Ross host a course on calling in, calling out, calling on culture. It's fantastic. They have one for black people and one for white people. Um, so highly recommend checking that out. The one for white people is happening in June. So now. And you know how much that is because it's, it's not like really bucks. expensive. Yeah, it's really yeah. affordable. It's like twenty bucks, for, and they do offer scholarships as mm-hmm. well. But it's a four week course, um, and it was fantastic. And one of the things Sonia talked about was like accountability happens in relationship. Like I'm not holding Chris Harrison accountable on my mm-hmm. Instagram. I don't. No, that's not accountability. Accountability. He probably never even saw your Instagram. <laughs> Honestly, you probably didn't see shit I said. You um, probably didn't. But accountability happens in relationship. Right. And I, that's... Uh, the question again? You don't have to hold it. The account is right here. Yeah, I think I ask for accountability for others. And... and, and Honestly, I don't even necessarily think I'm in the right in like I'm not the one holding right. these other people accountable because they don't belong to me. Mm-hmm. You don't have a relationship with them. I, I, I don't. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to call – I'm going to call it out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, yeah, that needs to be better. Mm-hmm. That should probably not be like that. Mm-hmm. But – I'm also not canceling them. And I really hope that at this point in the episode, it's clear when I'm saying cancel. And what was happening with me was not people asking me for accountability. I understand because people read it in present day, a lot of people saw it that have, have not even followed me. Right. And a lot of people, that whole month of February, more and more people for the first time ever, for mm-hmm. the first time ever that I had talked about 
Bachelor and the critical ways that I do, especially around race, were people actually starting to follow me. Right. Was my engagement actually starting to increase with mm-hmm. talking about it? That was the first time ever. Usually, every time I'm losing thousands mm-hmm. of followers. Mm-hmm. And in that, I think there were a lot of people who hopped on board and then were like, skirt, skirt, skirt. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes absolute sense. If you didn't follow me before, if you weren't familiar with me, if you put me up on this pedestal, if you had this image of who you thought I was or who you wanted me to be for you, and you saw my reaction the next day, which poorly done. It was a reaction. It, I mean, it, like it literally, it was a reaction. Yeah, it yeah. was a defensive reaction. Right. Because that people were not, no one was calling me in for accountability because there well, I think, there some, I think some people think they were. They think they were. Yeah, I think that, and 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 this is and this is why it's so. Slip. But even even my friends, even mm-hmm. the women who are high key active in freaking Bachelor, right? Even those women that called me in, it wasn't like you need to have accountability, right? Like you need to understand where you've done wrong because they know, right? They know. And that's, and that's the piece I'm speaking on because you can't, you, you know, you came out with your statement and people were like, see, she's not like, they're thinking this happened yesterday. Like she's not being accountable. She's not even like recognized, like she's being defensive and blah, blah, blah. But it's like they, they, it was just seemed so hard for them to connect Mm -hmm. the 10 years of work. So it's not a tweet. Yeah, and I don't know how to show Like, I can't. Right. You can't do that like, because uh, it's, you it's, don't it's, know what they're seeing. You don't know. Yeah, but yeah. it's also, it's it's been in the work and how I've showed up since I've been in the public eye. Right. So it's like there are so many more receipts for that than there are for these tweets. And I just naively thought that I, I never went back. I, I rarely use Twitter to right. begin with. right. And only as of recently, literally because of the stuff that was going on in Bachelor Nation, did I go back to Twitter. Largest mistake. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to stay away from Twitter, obviously, because when I used it back in the day, it was like a creepy, weird place. Mm-hmm. And it was like not a place for good things. And I think entering back into that space... I didn't consider ever mm-hmm. going back and looking. I'm a cancer. I'm very sentimental. There are very few things that I've archived on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Even I go all the way back on Instagram. I like Instagram a lot better because it's like pictures and I've seen all like my old foster kittens and shit. But even the things on my Instagram that I, I was like – not like that wasn't like the best thing, mm-hmm. but I was still like, that's where I was. Mm-hmm. That's where I was. Yeah. And so I never already didn't really use Twitter and I really never thought I needed to go back because I thought, well, if anyone goes back that far, like you'll see mm-hmm. from 10 years, even the like years that I didn't use it, just even my podcast episodes, mm-hmm. seeing the topics that I'm talking about and providing awareness and platform on where yeah i just thought there's so many more receipts for these other things right but i think i think you but i get it it didn't people don't register so you have your followers that that like follow you and they get you and they're like yeah that was some crazy stuff thank god you've moved on to that then you have the new people just coming in like whoa like 
there's a lot going on. Maybe I should, you know, step out of that. And then you have your haters that yeah. all they were looking for. So they, they, they came in hating you. They fought, they, yeah. they, they came. I and think that's the part finally, people also don't yeah. yeah. Finally, they got something on you. Yeah. And this is like the only thing they have. So they're going to like... I mean, it's a lot of yeah, that. It's I mean, also absolutely. like in one small period of time. Uh, right, right, right. But it's kind of like we hit gold and this is what we're going to tear her down with as for as long as we can ride it out. Yeah. So I think, you know, and, and, and I've had conversations with you about this as well. It's like why, like you have, and, and it's human nature, but this is in your realm of work, mm-hmm. but it's like... You have people that support you. You have people that love you. You have people that are standing beside you. You have people that are holding you up. Yet you speak, and I think it's not you. It's just I think human nature. We continue to play to the haters. Yeah, I we, always we used to say go, my petty fuels my work, and that's not sustainable. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've because learned. it's like why are like why aren't we embracing the yeah. love? And putting so much energy into the people that, that hate. Because we're told that we shouldn't. Because we're told, like, don't think so highly of yourself. Right. We're told, There's a like, lot of people. Oh, you're going to let other people, like, give you, like, external validation. And, like, you're going to, like, yeah. believe that support. And so, like, I want to be unfuckwithable. Right. But let me, let where, me like, ask I'm you, not let me ask you this. Is this. Either. But, you know, like, in during our work, like, it's kind of like you shifted back to that person that you were because it's like you're fighting to please people that don't like you instead of embracing the community that does. So when you wrote those tweets years ago, it's kind of like, accept me, like I'm with you, I'm with you. Mm -hmm. And then you come present day and you have all these people that are supportive, they understand it, they get it. But yet you're still trying to convince people that hate you mm-hmm. regardless. And that's why when you put out like they, they probably sit at home and say like if she says this, like this would be good. You come mm-hmm. out and say it and they're like, that's not good enough. You didn't, you know, like mm-hmm. you looked away from the camera. So it's like why give so much energy? And we do it with our in relationships. Why do we give so much energy mm-hmm. To that person that doesn't serve us, mm-hmm. and yet we, when we date that person that does serve us, we get bored. We get, you know, like mm-hmm. it's boring. Like we have all these negative things. So it's like, like yeah, I think as as a society, we need to just create and support and speak to that community of love more than the haters because that's that's what they're supposed to do. They're not going to change. We're not going to win them over. That's they wake up hating. That's <laughs> you know, that's just what they do. And we put so much energy trying to change them. And in the meantime, are we pushing away the support that we have? Mm-hmm. So just just something to to think about. Um, cause we got, okay. we got a lot of questions to get through. Yeah, it's fine. This will probably be a two part episode. Okay. I will probably split this into two <laughs> and maybe this is a good place to say that and say, I might insert a little, this does it for part one. Tune in next week for part two. <laughs>
All right, that does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for making it all the way through and keeping your ears, your hearts, and your minds open. It would mean so much to me if you could take a second or two after listening to this episode to leave a review on iTunes and let me know what you're enjoying about the show. I love reading you know, what your favorite episodes are, where you guys listen, um, and definitely feel free to share this with a friend. I mean, part of how we break down the stigmas around these topics is by talking about them, right? And, and sharing them with more people. So definitely share the podcast Um, and again, really wanting to include all of you in this podcast. So if you have questions or you want to share a thought or an experience, please send in a voice memo to ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. And I'm really excited to keep having these conversations and uh, breaking down these stigmas. So thank you all so, so, so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll talk to you next time. So, how does it feel when you play Roll Up to Win with Tim Hortons? Buy a hot or cold beverage using the Tim's app and find out. Roll in the app for a chance to win prizes ranging from free coffee and donuts to a Universal Orlando Resort vacation or a sweet car. Oh, don't forget the TV. And this year, every roll is a shot at a $1,000 daily giveaway drawing for two $500 prizes. Roll up to win and get treated by Tim's. No purchase necessary. Account registration required. 50 U.S. and D.C. 18 plus entered by 4223. See rules at rolluptowin.com for free entry of full details. Void in Florida and where prohibited.